that you live in the overflow or you live in God's overflowing grace, there is a need to understand the covenant of God's blessing. So tonight I'll be teaching on God's covenant of blessing. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. The Bible says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I commanded thee this day that the Lord thy God will do what? It's on the screen. The, the Lord thy God will do what? He will set thee on high above all nations of the earth and it shall come to pass if Thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I have shared with you this day. The promise is that if you play your part, my part is to set you on high. Is somebody understanding me? And so, I want to show you the positives, the pros and cons of walking under the covenant of God's blessing. Now note this, that the permanent flow of the blessing of God's kingdom dwells on covenant. God speaking, says, my covenant I will not break, neither will I alter the words of my mouth. That means if God makes a covenant with you, his word is his bond and he is not ready to break that covenant. Are you understanding me? And so whatever promise God has given unto you, there is no circumstance that can make God change his mind about it. Is somebody with me? There is nothing that can make God change his mind about it. If he has promised you open doors, there is nothing that can make him change his mind concerning giving you open doors. Somebody say amen. So now let's go on. The permanent flow of God's blessing rests on the covenant. And so for you to walk under the showers of God's blessing, for you to walk under abundance, for you to walk under favor, for you to walk under grace, the grace of God. God has a responsibility in this equation. You and I also have a responsibility. It is one thing for God to give you a promise. It is another thing for you to believe the promise. And so, what is a covenant? A covenant is, simply put, an agreement between at least two parties with a defined outcome. A covenant is what? An agreement between two parties or more with a definite, a defined outcome. So when God told Moses, tell the children of Israel that I will visit them tonight, but they should put the blood of a lamb over their doorpost. Simply put, I'm going to come around tonight. I'm going to do something that will shake the land of Egypt. If you do this, the shaking will not come to you. Somebody hear what I'm saying? Now, when God visited, if perhaps there was an Israelite family that refused to hearken to the covenant, they were in disagreement with that covenant and they refused to keep to the covenant, 
whatever visited the Egyptians would visit them irrespective of the fact that they were not Egyptians. Why? Because there was a clause to that covenant. There was an agreement. And so we have our part to play. God as well has his part to play. And so note these are covenants rise or fall to certain conditions. If the conditions are right, the results will be right. For those of us who are very good in mathematics, if you follow the formula, it is hard for you to miss the answer. True or false? One plus one is what? Huh? Zero times one is what? Why? Because that is the formula. When a doctor prescribes medicine to you, they tell you this paracetamol. Uh, can someone tell me what does paracetamol do for pain, headaches, and uh, feverish symptoms? And they prescribe it to you to take two in the morning, two in the afternoon, and two in the evening. Good. When they prescribe it to adults, and when they prescribe for younger children, let's say from the ages of six upwards, they say one tablet or probably half. Right? Now, the fact that this medicine works for older children, adults, teenagers, does that make them prescribe it for infants? Huh? Why? Because it won't work with their system. So this is the thing. If you follow the right conditions, you cannot get the wrong results. Is somebody hearing me? If you follow the principles, you will arrive at the right results. Are you hearing me tonight? And so, if the conditions are right, the results will be right. But if the conditions are not adhered to, the results will be negative. So, if God says, this is what I need you to do, if you hearken diligently to my voice and observe and to do my commandments, which I've commanded thee, I will set thee on high. If you don't hearken to his commandments and observe to do all he has commanded you this day, don't expect God to set you where? On high. Amen. Amen. So, moving forward. From this scripture, God talks about what? His commandments. In the Old Testament, we refer to his commandments as the Ten Commandments. And in the New Testament, the whole commandment are encapsulated in Matthew chapter 22 verse 37. Let's go there quickly. Matthew 22 verse 37. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It says what? Let's do it. Want to go? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, 
and all thy mind. Now, go to verse 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, smart guy, he knew the law. He knew the commandments that Moses had given. He had studied them. Ask him a question. Doing what? Tempting him, saying, verse 36, Master, so polite, yet looking for the, 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 the motive behind asking that question was wrong. Master, which is the great or the greatest commandment in the law? So now, the law says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not serve any other God besides Jehovah. All of these laws, all of these laws. So he asked, which is the greatest? So if, if Jesus was to say, oh, well, uh, uh, the greatest is thou shalt not steal. So that means that it's okay to obey the fact that thou shalt not steal and uh, the rest of them can uh, just put it under the carpet anytime we need it to collect one. But Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Verse 38. Verse 38, quickly. He said what? This is the first and great commandment. Go to the next verse. 39. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt do what? Love thy neighbor as thyself. And so, if God says, if you hearken to my word and keep my commandment, this is what he's simply saying. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord, thy God, which is to observe and to do all his commandments, which is what? Love which I have commanded you this day, that the Lord will set thee on high. If you want to enjoy overflow, if you want to enjoy the blessing of God, the showers of God's blessing, you must love God and love your neighbor. You cannot love God and hate your neighbor. You can't love the God whom you don't see and hate the one you see. Is somebody with me this evening? It is almost impossible. Amen? Amen? And so, what does this scripture we read, Matthew 22, 37 to 39, it simply means that all of the commandments in the Bible Hang and depend on the law of love to function. If you love your neighbor, you won't kill him. If you love your neighbor, you won't steal from him. If you love your neighbor, you won't talk behind his back or her back. If you love your neighbor, you will do everything possible to ensure that they are okay. They are in good shape. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So for you to be able to keep all the laws, the commandments of God, you must love. irrespective of how you feel. Amen? And so, you cannot make the law of prosperity function in your life unless you first obey the law of love. And so for your business to be able to work, for your marriage to be able to work, for everything around you to be able to work in every area of your life, for every area of your life to be able to function according to the promised blessing of God, 
you must obey the commandments of love. If you obey and serve, that's what we talked about on Sunday. If you obey and serve, then you shall live your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. How many of you want to be poor in old age? Anybody? How many of you want to be rich now and rich in old age? That when you are so old, maybe like 70, 80, you'll still be spending old money. You know they say old money doesn't finish. Huh? It has to start with love. Note this, that some things in life walk while some things in life are hindered. Because if the law of love is not evident in you, nothing works. Look at it. If the spirit of love is not in you, people don't come around you. Nobody wants to relate with someone who has a haughty spirit. Is somebody hearing me? And so, the entirety of heaven is poured out to us. But we still, Pastor Alfred was saying that God has given, he has made all grace abound unto us. He has given us all things that pertains to what? Life and godliness. But for us to activate this blessing, we must walk in come on say it out loud in what say it out loud again we need to walk in love even when it is difficult even when the people we love are not making effort you, you know they're not making effort to love you in return it's, it, it's painful how do you feel that you, 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 you show so much care you give so much and yet, you receive nothing in return. How many of us feel good about that? There is nobody on the face of the earth that doesn't want to be cared for. When you care, you want to receive care in return, true or false. When you love, you want to receive love in return, true or false. When you give, you would love to receive something in return, true or false. But the Bible says that even when you don't receive love, Bless those that curse you. Feed those that curse you. Those that hate you. Bless them. Even when nothing is reciprocated to you, still love them. I won't stop loving even if my love has been taken for granted. I'll continue to love. I'll continue to forgive. I'll continue to care for. Somebody say amen. And so, we have some kind of love. I know some of us may know these things. Erroneous love. Brotherly love. Unconditional love, which is agape love, the love of God. The God kind of love. The John 3.16 kind of love. The selfless kind of love. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 5 that... The love of God is shared, Romans 5, 5. It says that the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is what? Given unto us. So, child of God, if you can boldly say, I am a child of God, I possess the Spirit of God, the one thing that must be evident in your life is what? Come on, say it out loud. It's what? Love. Beyond everything else. Beyond everything else. And hope make it not ashamed. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit which has been given unto us. And so understanding the law and practicing it in every area of our life. Wherever you have grudges, wherever you have bitterness, wherever you have unforgiveness, let love be spread over it. 
Some of us, the reason why we're not able to move past certain obstacles in our life is because we have refused to forgive. And so, even when we, we move from that person and we come in contact with someone else, that mistakenly, and this is the thing, they don't even know somebody else has done this thing to you. They just do it and you, you, you snap at them. I, I don't know, has that ever happened to you? Why? Because now it takes your mind back. Some of us have passed judgments on people because of what other people have done to us. True or false? And so we assume that, oh, they are all like that. Love. 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 You know, something that will help you for everyone who has hurt you, whenever you pray, just think of their facial expression or their picture in your mind and just pray for them. Just release them. Let me tell you something about forgiving people and loving people, even when they've hurt you. You rid yourself of every bitterness. The guilt falls on them. Because they begin to wonder in their minds, with everything I've done, why does she still care about me? I don't know if I'm making sense. But hey, you're just going about your, 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 your thing. You are just being you. Because the Spirit of God is on the inside of you. And guess what? God shares His space with nobody. So you can't say you carry God and you carry malice. You can't say you carry God and you carry hatred. You can't say, oh, I'm a God carrier, tongue talking, spirit manifesting, brother, sister, shandolebo sike. And then you see this sister that hurt you and you just hiss and I came to church to meet with my God. <laughs> the Bible says, do not forsake what? The gathering, the assembly of the brethren forgive forgive even with everything Joseph's brothers did to him the Bible says immediately he cited them he was willing to welcome them and if it was some of us you will call your guards say today Ah, Reuben, you will die. So you were there. They sold me. Your own brother. As a slave. Ah! See, they say, now who know man? Yeah? Now in the key man. See, when they say, enemies of your, of your own house, from your own house, his brothers came in the first thing they did is they feed them give them food I, 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 I would see this scenario like his brothers are seeing every other person coming in why, why are we singled out to be fed specially because God has sent you ahead of them to become better to take care of them don't see yourself as an outcast. He took you out to bring you in. Are you understanding me? If, if Joseph never left his father's house, I can bet you he will always be talking of his coat of many colors. Do you, have you seen my coat? It has red. It has blue. It has lemon. Green. He has all shades of green. It has blue. Sorry. Uh, dark blue. It has light blue. Indigo, purple, ox blood. He will always brag with his coat of many colors. So you know what God did? The first thing, stripped him of that coat. Sometimes when God wants to give us a better life, he strips off us of our false comfortability. I don't know if you just understood what I said. He, he reads us of that our comfortable space. Do you know why? Do you know why? Many a times, you are, 
It's not that I didn't want to come to church. I was just tired. It's because you have a bed to sleep on. I don't know if somebody's hearing me. I, Pastor, it's not that I didn't want to come. I was ready to come. But you, the food I put on the fire, I didn't, I miscalculated. Yeah, it's because you have food stuff that you can cook. When God wanted to give Hannah a breakthrough, he rid her of her comfortability that she held onto the altar. Her, her comfortable place became the altar of God. I don't know if... I, I, am I passing the message across? Her comfortable place was not her husband. That even when her husband, Elkanah, came to her and said, Hey, madam, sweetie, baby boo, come on. I'm better to you than ten sons. She said, uh-uh. You are Elkanah, my husband, not my son. And so every time, she will run to the altar and cry. So guess what? God became her comfortable. Are you understanding me? So sometimes when, when, when what we see as discomfort is God actually reading us of what will make us become very comfortable so that he can give us what he needs to give us. When Nebuchadnezzar became very comfortable, God had to show him the handwriting on the wall, which he would do on a normal day. You have been weighed in the balance and you have been found wanting. And so when God took him through the wilderness experience, the wildlife experience, when he came back, the Bible says he recognized that there was a God that ruled in the affairs of men. So if you told him there is no God, he would say, ah, don't even say it. Daniel would have continued to be in his room, open his window, pray to God all by himself. But when God needed to rid him of his comfortability, to popularize what Daniel was doing in his room, he made him face the lion's den. But God did not send him to the lion's den alone. He went ahead of him. Ah. I said it here a couple of weeks ago. With God, there is no mistake. When Joseph was sold as a slave, the man who paid the price on Joseph's head was a descendant of Abraham's son, Ishmael. God knew when he was giving Joseph the dream of being a prime minister that a certain Ishmaelite, hear this, would come, pay for Joseph, take him to Egypt, sell him to Potiphar, and Potiphar's wife will come to Joseph Joseph will have to. So when I said we have our part to play. Now, now God did not tell Joseph, hey, you know what? You're going to be a king. I'm going to make you a leader, a ruler. He only showed him this is what the future will be. But God did not tell him, so tomorrow they are going to sell you as a slave. If God had told him, Joseph will revolt. Because nobody loves to leave their comfort to discomfort. So Joseph would have gladly revolted. In fact, that day he won't serve his brother's food. Mind you, he was not a guy that didn't hear from God. He heard from God. So even when you, you I know you hear from God, there are certain things God will keep from you so that he can take you to where he needs you to be. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey, hey, no, it's not that you have sinned. You, you, I don't hear, I don't hear again. No, no, no. He's just keeping it away from you. What's the element of surprise? The fact that you don't know. So if you know, hey. And so when this guy bought him, God knew that what we call the mistake of Abraham was a blessing going into the future of Joseph to wait for him. 
Is somebody hearing me? God knew that the butler was going to be thrown in jail. But the way for Joseph to get his status as prime minister was not for him to serve under Potiphar for too long. He would have been in a comfortable spot. Because the Bible says when he came to Potiphar's house, Potiphar's house was blessed. Everything about him was blessed. That Potiphar did not even care. He said the only thing he cared for was the food he ate. Because Joseph came into that house. So there was something about Joseph. There was a blessing on his life. But for him to get to the palace, God did not need Potiphar to introduce him. Why? Because Potiphar had every right to say, I trained him. I brought him here. I paid the price on his head. And so Joseph will be forced to owe his success But God said, no. Uh, I need to look for another actor in this, in this movie. Okay, Miss Potiphar, check her out. No, she's not that safe. That's all right. Come here. Go check Joseph out. Now, this was the same Joseph that has been in the house, and she never cared. But all of a sudden, like Eve, he began to look good for food. Somebody, are you still here? Now, it was up to Joseph to stay or to flee it was up to him now if he wanted to stay hey God won't stop him no matter what we do no matter what God has promised us he still gives us the ability to choose he says I've set before you life and death but choose life that you may live normally if you see life and death what would you choose huh <laughs> anybody here you've been faced with a situation that you thought you would die Anybody here? I know, like, when, when they took you to the hospital, you said, oh, God, I don't want to die. God, I don't want to die. Save me. I don't want to die. Yeah. Well, he says what? Choose life. He gives you, choose you this day who you will serve. And Joshua said what? As for me and my house. You are free to choose what you want to choose. But as for me and my house, who will do what? We'll serve the Lord. And so at that point, Joseph was faced with his decision to choose. He chose to run. While he chose to run, God prepared the butler to be in the jail. It was no coincidence because with God, there are no coincidences. He is intentional about everything. Hey, while it was time for Joseph to become prime minister, guess what? butler had to be released but for him to speak about Joseph he needed to enjoy Joseph's gift firsthand for free can I explain that to you many a times we feel that what we do should be reciprocated but sometimes you need to work for free before he can get paid. What happened with David? Killed the lion. Free. Nobody saw him. Killed the bear. Free. Nobody saw him. But when he killed Goliath, the whole nation of Israel saw him. Why? In your training process, don't expect accolades. You know why? I was telling Pastor Alfred, where a lot of young ministers miss it is that when they pray, and there is massive outbreak of the Holy Spirit, a call has been released upon their life. So the next thing, Hima, we're going to open church. Say, man of God, there is a grace. <laughs> That has been released upon my life. Man of God says, okay. You know what? Give me some time to pray. Say, sir, sir, God has called me for a different assignment. And so before you know what's happening, he has left the, you know, he has, left, he has gone. Forgetting that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High 
shall do what? Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So even when you move, you don't move by yourself. You move by the move of the Almighty. So when there are manifestations, you know it is not you. It is the Almighty. That's why Jesus will always say, this has happened. That who? The Father. He knew he was part of the Father. He knew. He could have as well said, this has happened that I may be glorified. So because I and the Father, we are one. But he will say, no. This has happened that the Father may be glorified. So whenever he said that, he corresponded back to God, it is time for you to honor your word. And so when Joseph will interpret the dream of the butler, he said, you know what? You're going to be freed. The baker is going to be killed. And as he said, so it happened. So the butler had no excuse not to remember Joseph. Why? Because he owed his life. What did Joseph do to him? He gave him hope. Let me tell you something. The little word of encouragement you give to someone who is in tears, who is broken down, might just be what he needs to come out from depression. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's not an opportunity for you to begin to explain your own pain. Yes, I know you are going through pain. I know you're faced with challenges. But it is not an opportunity for you to say, oh, if I tell you my whole yourself, you go, you go run, you go pity me. No, it's an opportunity for you to speak life into someone. Don't always think about yourself. That is love. Love is selfless. So eventually, when Pharaoh was troubled, the butler was quick to understand something is wrong with my boss because for him <laughs> for God that's why I said God is intentional for God to bring Joseph to where he was he needed someone who had the king's ear the butler was one person that he whatever the king drank or ate he was in charge for you to be in that kind of trusted position, the king will always listen to you. Was Potiphar dead? No. But Potiphar was not as close to the king as the butler. He was a man of influence. The butler was also a man of influence. But on the scale, there is influence that is more than influence. And so when the butler would talk to Pharaoh, he spoke to him with so much conviction because he had tasted the gifts of Joseph. He had tasted the love of Joseph. He had tasted the care of Joseph. And so he says, sir, there is somebody I will recommend to you. He interpreted my own dream. So guess what? They will never see Jesus until resurrection until judgment day but they see you and so you are the Jesus that they see you are the one that will influence their life's testimony my life was changed because Excel spoke to me my life was changed because Pastor Mark spoke to me. My life was changed because Pastor Evier spoke to me. My life was changed because Charity spoke to me. Sister, what's your name? Huh? Hello. Hello. Wow. My life was changed because Elo spoke to me. My life was changed because Osas spoke to me. Let your words be seasoned with grace. Let your words transform the lives of people. And so even when they don't love you back, love them. When he saw his brothers, this time he didn't have the coat of many colors because he, hey, how many of you here you would like to wear a dress of many colors? 
It's beautiful, right? But it just doesn't look right. True or false? How many of us, we like matching colors? Like, you are light skin. You don't like to wear yellow. So now imagine you have yellow stripes. Like, you, you look like the TV. You know those TV, those days, like... So now the first thing, they, they, they wouldn't recognize him because the coat of many colors were gone. Now they wouldn't recognize him because he left him a boy, but now God had made him a man. God had grown him. He has been through the school of training of kings. So before, when he saw his brothers, he would quickly tell them, ah, brother, 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 come on, come on, see, come on here, come on here. See, see, see what God showed me. But now, he was not so quick to share his dream. That's why he kept his identity. And they wondered, who is this ruler that is just taking care of us? We, we, we came with other people to come and buy food. But they said, no, we should come inside. They gave us water. They gave us food. He said, no, we can't sleep outside. We are sleeping in the... Who is he? And after they had fed to their food. The Bible says, mark this, he sent his servants away. In the training of the school of kings, privacy is very important. Because those servants will probably go say, ah, you see, because they are his brothers. Are you seeing it? And before you know, the word is in the town that, ah, his brothers are saying in his household, these slaves, they have come home. And so when God takes you out from the comfortable spot, it's to break you to make you. If somebody understand what I'm saying? It's to break you to make you. God never knows his value until he goes through fire. Some of you may never ever discover your worth until you go through fire. Are you hearing me this evening? And so he sent his servants away. And when everybody had gone, he said to them, I am Joseph. Eh? You are who? What? Now, firstborn is calling second to last, brother. <laughs> ah, brother? 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 Is this you? Brother? No, 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 no. I can't believe it. You know, you know, right from when you were small, I've always known oh, there was something about you. Uh-uh. Wow. Uh, bro, I'm so proud of you. Uh-uh. Wow. How is my father? Eh, he's okay. But you see what love will do? Joseph was quick to realize that my father owed me nothing, but I owed him everything. In all these years, his father never checked up on him. His father never came to look for him. He had every right to be angry, but love would say, you know what? Go back to my father. Now, when I read this scripture, it made no sense to me. Because if you were telling them Go bring my father. What was the point of sending gifts with them? When they, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So this was it. Take these gifts, take all this food, take it to my father, let him know he still has a son that's alive. And so the Bible says, when their father saw the wagons his spirit revived if his father never saw those wagons his father would never believe that Joseph was alive his father would have never come to Egypt because he would he never as a matter of fact he never trusted his other sons you understanding me? A man that possesses the love of God, God, God blesses him with wisdom. 
He said, I know my father won't believe you because all of you are a bunch of liars. You are toge kings. Yeah, you, you may not understand. So if somebody is lying to you, a guy is lying to you, say you are a toge king. <laughs> if a lady, say you are a toge queen. <laughs> TQ. <laughs> are you understanding me? He said, send it to him. And the Bible said, when this man saw it, his spirit revived. The man was at the point of death. Though. The hunger had dealt with them so much. But he was quick to remember, I have a father. He never looked for me. He never asked after me. But go bring him for me. Because it's time for him to enjoy the covenant that God made with him. You are a child of covenant. You are a child of blessing. Irrespective of what anyone has done to you. Do what? Oh, come on. Do what? Love them. Bless them. Pray for them. And guess what? When you do that, you begin to live in the peace of heaven. You are free from hatred. You are free from bitterness. You are free from unforgiveness. You get rid of the umbrella of lack and expose yourself to the reign of heaven by obeying the great and only commandment, which is what? Love. How many of us tonight will say, I want to walk in the blessings of God. I want to live my life in the blessings of God. You must be willing to love. You must be willing to forgive. Stand on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Lift your hands to heaven. I pray for you that you shall spend your days in prosperity and your years shall be in pleasure you will not lack any good thing in the name of Jesus you will not lack any good thing in the name of Jesus the promise of God to you in Psalms 89 verse 34 he says my covenant will I not break nor alter the things that have gone out of my lips tonight in your own words I want you to say Lord thank you for this covenant I'll keep my part to forgive. I'll keep my part to for love. Thank you, Father, because I know my season of overflow, my season of blessing, my season of grace has come and I step into it. Open your mouth. Pray that prayer right now. Pray that prayer right now. Pray that prayer right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your covenant to us is sure. Your promise to us is sure. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. I want you to declare tonight, say, I love the Lord. I love God with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my mind and I love my neighbor as myself therefore I live under the shower of God's blessing at all times can I hear you say a big amen how many of us have ever had a cold shower on a hot day What's the feeling like? 
Huh? It feels refreshing. Like the, the sun of today. <laughs> Immediately you get home, you turn on that cold shower. The first thing that comes out from your mouth is what? Ah. Why? Because it feels like a certain weight is taken off your shoulders. This is the shower of God's blessing. That with all the stress, with all the challenges, once you love, ah, increase, favor, employment, money, open doors. Is somebody, are you, are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? Now, when you're under the shower, do you measure what you pour on your head? Huh? The only time you stop the flow is when you do what? When you lock it up. Ah, I've broken my tap head. You don't understand what I just said? Personally, me. I don't want my shower to go off. So I'll love. I'll forgive. I'll let go. God helping me. Very soon, I'll teach a sermon. Here, let's go and let God. The reason why many of us, God is not able to have his way in our lives is because we refuse to let go. You're believing God for a life partner, but the partner that hurts you, that you should have moved on from, you are still holding him. You say, you know what, in my past relationship, it's your past relationship. Do what? Let it be past. How many of us here, you want to defend your GSS3 uh, results? Yeah. When people are defending thesis for PhD, you say, you know, this, when I was in GSS3, I was a scholar. Hey, hey, you have become a failure. That's why it's only GSS3 results you are, you are, you are bragging about. Love. L-O-V-E. Clap your hands and give God praise this evening. Hallelujah. I will love at all times. Irrespective of what I face, I will love at all times. Even though my preferred candidate does not win, I will still love. Even though the country doesn't feel conducive, I will still love. Amen. Is God good? Is God good? Some of you, some weight has been lifted off your shoulders because it's like you've been struggling with it. Like, I can't forgive my father because he, uh, love him. Love him. In fact, go and buy that material and so nice at Bada for him and give him. Say, Daddy, this one is for you. Cook soup. For those that can cook, cook soup. Make good pande jam for him. You know his favorite. Make it for him. Let him eat. When uh, uh, I think it was Isaac that was giving venison, he had no choice than to do what? That to bless. So that father that you say is not good, there's a blessing inside his stomach, and it's you by love that can bring it out. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. <laughs> Hallelujah. We close tonight on Friday.